somebody. Help me, please. Okay, this is actually not so bad. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the Great Effing Spiritual Awakening Podcast. My name is Brandon Anderson, and today I wanted to discuss something that has really changed the way I see the world, and that's empathy. And also um, how it's made me more understanding, especially since my spiritual awakening, but Before we get into the episode, if you appreciate the content that you're listening to, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps me see how I can serve you guys better, and it helps support this podcast. And also, be sure to share with your family and friends as well. So, if you do, thank you in advance, all right? Now, empathy. The biggest thing that I've had to adjust to since I became more energetic and spiritually aware was the fact that I empathized with so much, you know, like people, animals, plants, and just for anyone who needs a refresher, there is a huge difference between sympathy and empathy. And I really like Dr. Brene Brown. She's a research professor. Um, And honestly, not that it matters what she is, but she said it and it's pretty accurate. But she said this on a TED talk that sympathy is like seeing someone in a deep hole, but staying on higher ground and talking to them from above. You're not necessarily acknowledging their pain, but you're aware of their struggle. And empathy is more like climbing down into the hole to feel them and be next to them. You know, you're showing that you're vulnerable by connecting with their emotions. And I don't know why it happens for me, but it just happens literally. Like it's really something that I've had to work on because sometimes like I'll see a homeless person or an injured animal or just some negative bullshit on my social media feed. And it's like, I feel like I'm living with their emotions for a while. And it's just, it's really a dense feeling and it's a difficult thing to work through sometimes. But the one thing that helped me work through it was acknowledging it. Okay. And like sitting with it. If there's something I could do to better their situation, I'll do it. You know, I'll climb down into that hole and help. But if not, I just pray for peace and it gives me a little comfort. So I want to explain to you guys why I recorded this episode on being an empath and what's been going on in my mind the last couple weeks. So please be open minded and consider it. All right. (laughs) Um, A lot of us know that the ex police officer who killed George Floyd Uh, was found guilty for second and third degree murder as well as manslaughter. Now, let me be absolutely clear before I go any further. I was disgusted. I was sad and angry. You know, all of the above when I saw the video of George Floyd not resisting with an officer's knee on his neck for three minutes and 27 seconds, all right? So don't quote me on anything else that doesn't line up with this because I know how people like to condense a quote so it matches their viewpoint. But I felt... It was a horrifying display. I also feel so much sadness for his family. And I, at times, visualize myself in their position, you know, missing their family member that they're never going to get back. Like, he's never coming back. And I just felt a lot of hate in my heart for Derek Chauvin, the, the man who was sentenced, especially 
for me, I mean, as someone who's trying to shed their ego and let go of these societal boxes we're put in, I'm still a black man in the United States. And I've been treated unfairly by law enforcement a few times in my life, even in front of my white wife. And that was a, a really nice little experience in Perry, Georgia. But uh, this man did something absolutely horrible and did it in a way that caused the victims to suffer greatly, you know, on a national stage. And his family has to deal with that. You know, they have to see those videos and see all this stuff. And, you know, he took someone's life that didn't deserve it. So I was I was outraged. Um, now, this might be an unpopular way of thinking and feeling. But the other day when they sentenced Derek Chauvin, man, like I looked into his eyes and I just felt I felt his sadness. I felt his fear and I felt his regret. I felt what he potentially was going to experience for the rest of his life because he made a decision that cost someone their life. And of course, like I'm about justice being served. But honestly, I really want to understand this man. Like he made a really fucked up decision. And whether it came from hate or fear or something he was projecting, I don't know. But what I wonder is what situations did he experience in life that led him to get to the point where he kills a man and this honestly made me grateful that I haven't had those experiences that led him to do what he did and as I become like more open and more aware and understanding it's something for me to make sure that I'm mindful of you know not judging a book without reading the story because when I look at life that way it keeps me grounded and on the same playing field as every other person. You know, we are all equal. And honestly, I had my past of mistakes and I could have easily, you know, just as easily took some wrong turns in my life also. And it's funny, too, because the other day I wrote on an empath Facebook group and asked if anyone felt empathy towards Derek Chauvin and how did they handle empathetic situations where many others around them might have felt different. And let's just say a lot of people weren't empathetic in this group of empaths. Um, it was literally like attack, attack, attack from all sides. You got the one crowd who has no remorse for Derek Chauvin, which is understandable. Then you have the other crowd that said George Floyd was on drugs, so it's his own fault. And then you had like three people who actually understood what I felt and agreed that they felt sadness for everyone involved in this situation. And it can really hurt a lot and feel lonely to be empathetic and not only because of the energies you feel but it seems like no one understands your thinking you know but I'd much rather go through life this way because I'm more at peace with the decisions that other people make and it helps me be non-judgmental it helps me be open and just more aware that people just didn't turn out the way they are out of nowhere like they had experiences that led them down certain paths. You know, we are free moral agents and not everyone has the ability to live life perfectly. Well, I mean, well, nobody has that ability actually. Um, but I'm sure you could look back at situations in your life where shit could have went left real quick. You know, I've had some moments of like uncontrollable anger during a fight where I could have really messed someone up or, you know, I stole some things from stores as a teenager and could have had a record 
You know, I had some nights during my early 20s where I drove home inebriated when I shouldn't. And thank God, man, thank God that I didn't kill anybody. You know, I've come to terms that all of those situations could have put me on a path where I wouldn't have met my wife and had this life of abundance and my son and just talking to you guys right now, okay? So don't judge too hard because you could have easily had one intentional or unintentional mistake that can cost you everything. So I want to stay on the topic of empathy, but I kind of want to switch gears in that category really quick, uh, if that makes sense. But I want to kind of talk about animals and how I'm affected by them as well. Now, I recently hung up my snorkel mask and flippers because as some of you guys know, I used to give guided tours to swim with manatees. So, you know, people would get on a boat, we'd find a manatee or two or 10, then get them all in the water to calmly and safely float near the animal. And the great thing about having that job was that I developed more of a sense of empathy towards all animals. And with my wife being an animal rescue and now a surgery lead at a vet clinic, I already felt a strong connection to them. But that job changed me enough to where it even caused me to go vegetarian. I practice mindfulness as often as I can. And I know I talk a lot about being mindful of how we treat other people as well as animals. And honestly, I felt that I wasn't practicing what I preach. You know, on the internet, you might see photos and videos of manatees like in crystal clear water rolling over for people and interacting for people, which is amazing. Um, I've been there, but uh, it's not always like that. Now, in the summer, they don't have the incentive to stay in the springs when the air temperature is warm here in Kings Bay. So there are only maybe like 10 manatees in Kings Bay, which, so you guys know, is a 600-acre wildlife refuge. It's right off of the, the Gulf Coast of Central Florida. And the only place where it's legal to swim with them. And there's literally like 20 boats every day looking for the same manatee, each one going out two to three times a day. Not to mention all the kayakers and rental boaters on the water, especially on holidays, like it's insane sometimes. And this is so people can get in the water and swim with manatees, right? Okay, so just so you guys know, manatees are extremely sensitive animals. And I, I feel like I'm talking to you guys on a tour, but um, for those of you that don't know, they have hairs all over their body that can detect vibrations as low as one millionth of a meter, or in layman's terms, enough to feel the vibrations of a human heartbeat 20 to 30 feet away in the water. So there could be a stressed animal in the water. And even though the tour companies teach you to be calm and quiet and mindful, it's still very disturbing when there's kicking and splashing as well as random swimmers or kayakers who don't understand how to interact with a wild animal. And sometimes there are areas in the water where you can't even see your hand in front of your face. So people bump into them, kick them, and then sometimes on these tours, like I would look into these manatees eyes and like I can literally feel how agitated and annoyed they felt by my presence and swimming with me. Um, I just got to the point where I would get into the water before my group swim over to the animal and literally pray that this manatee swam, swam away. And let me just say this. Most of the tour companies 
do a great job of making sure everyone stays mindful and follow all the federal regulations, but a lot of them don't, as well as the personnel that works for these companies. I've heard captains yell to their, to their swimmers to follow that manatee as it's clearly trying to get the fuck away from the group, right? Um, I've seen them kicked, ridden, disturbed, woken up. I mean, the list goes on. You heard what happened with the Trump manatee and home assassin. Manatees are a recently threatened species that we are just disrupting and exploiting for money and good money at that, I must admit. Um, and I didn't want to be a part of that anymore because of that connection I felt to them. Now, you can call me sensitive, you can call me soft, you can call me lame, you can call me weak, whatever you want. I don't think it's fair at all. I put myself in the position of that animal and that's that empathy. I, you know, and it's extremely overwhelming for them. I know it is. So like I said, I removed myself from that equation. I didn't feel connected to animals years ago at all, but being around them, understanding them, and feeling them is what changed it for me. And I'll be honest, sometimes when animals attack humans, it's it feels like that karmatic energy being served by the universe. You know, we literally invade their habitats and use pest control and use boats and cars and traps to rid them and then complain when they become invasive, quote unquote, and move into our areas and our homes. You know, it ain't right what we're doing to animals like it's it's really not right. And I just want people to understand that for real. Every living thing is connected. And in one of the earlier episodes of this podcast where I talked about how during the initial stage of my spiritual awakening, I cried out of nowhere. And it's because I felt connected to everything and everyone around me. And I had no idea I was absorbing these feelings and this energy from other living things. And empathy has taught me that I am not above or below anything and I've learned the hard way that thinking so is a surefire way to get a quick wake-up call from the universe on humility, man. Seriously. So be aware, be mindful of what you're doing and how it can affect other living things. You know, people get upset, animals get upset. It's really up to you how you treat or empathize with them, all right? So I appreciate you guys joining Thank you all so, so much for listening to this episode. Your most valuable asset is time, like I always say, and y'all know how grateful I am for it. So uh, remember to rate and review. Um, follow us on our social medias in the show notes that are uh, listed below. Okay, and just be aware and be mindful. All right, and I'll see y'all next week.